What's up, guys? Um, yeah, this is the Armchair Cowboys podcast. No, it's not. It's the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Man, do you have a... Did he just leave? Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm cl- I was clicking around really fast because I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I legit thought you got mad and we were just like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Can we can we totally keep this in the episode though? Because this is great. I really it'll, don't care. It'll get this a good is the laugh. Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. <laughs> I'm your absent-minded host, Mitch, and tonight we have the whole cast back together. Yay! Um, back from uh, his, I guess. Uh, Accident filled week last week. Um, we have Wayne. It. Huh? I said, gee whiz. Yeah. Did you I save thought- the deer at least? Did you Did you bring it home for some meat in the fridge? No, it uh, got turned into stew by a coal truck around oh. about 80. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that I was sitting in my truck and I heard it splatter against the backside of the tailgate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what a night! What? So, so quickly tell us though. You you described it last week as it was um, like you drove up on a, a group of deer having a staff yeah. meeting. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I've never seen anything like it. There's five of them just you know hanging out in the middle of the interstate, but it was three thirty in the morning, and no one else was on the interstate, so. You know, I guess they thought that was a good place to hang out. They weren't trying to cross the interstate or going on the side of the interstate that I was on. They were just hanging out in the middle of the interstate under an underpass. <laughs> they were trying to get out of the rain. Was it raining? Yeah. Uh, no, definitely wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Didn't didn't end well for uh, one of them. Well, that was, that at, was... Least, uh, at least you weren't hurt. That's That's a good thing, so. Yeah. No, and it, no, no. And it, and it was the comp- and it was the company truck. It wasn't yours, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that bad. We just had to put a new bumper and headlight in it. It'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, we have our uh, our editor, producer, uh, Call of Duty loser, <laughs> uh, Daniel in the house tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> I lost in the gulag, but the game before that, I had ten kills and we got third. I was close, but you know. You play in like solo doubles squad. Oh, Playing duos with Nathan. He's a better <laughs> player. You or Nathan? Um, he's been playing for a lot longer than I have. I just started like a month ago, so him right now. But I'm sure I'll get better at some point. <laughs> at some point. Him being him being a Bills fan, it's only natural that you're going to get better. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Although this season we don't have much room to talk. No, but it's it's great because he'll he'll ask me like a question or something, and he finally admitted that he listens to the podcast. It's like, haha, we're going to convert hey. him. We would no, we would never convert him to a Cowboys fan, but <laughs> I can hope. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I'll take the listens from anyone. I don't care if they're fans or not. Yeah. I do have a confession, though. Um, I did not listen to last week's podcast. I didn't either. 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't put myself through it. I I, I don't know. I just and and now we gotta do it again. Like it two back back to back weeks of plus twenty point loss, twenty points or more loss. Um just not a good week. Not not a good season to be a Cowboys fan. Um and you know, we didn't definitely didn't uh, anticipate this um coming into the season. Obviously we were excited about the season, excited about the potential. Um that's why we started a podcast. Cause we were all excited about talking about it. And now it's just kind of like, God, now we gotta do the podcast again. <laughs> I still, I still enjoy talking about it. No, I, um, I do too. It's yeah. just, it's, you know, like the trolls, of course, the trolls were ruthless this week and, and it, it's almost like, and I think it might be beneficial to us in the long run and getting listeners is because they enjoy hearing our agony. Oh yeah. <laughs> so maybe it'll be beneficial. Who knows? But, um, yeah. So 25 to three, um, loss on the road to Washington. The football team can't even beat a team that doesn't even have a name. <laughs> um, but yeah, not much to be excited about. Not much to really uh, look at and say this looked good. Um, you know, I mean, Greg Zerline kicked a forty-five yard field goal. I guess that's yeah. all right. But um, you know the. A lot, a lot of bad happened, not a lot of good. So we're not going to really hash on the game a whole lot. Um, just some comments about what we saw. Um, and then we'll move on with our um, not very scripted, not very structured episode this week. Um, just kind of going off on what our thoughts are and kind of what we've been discussing of where we go from here. So, um like I said, it was a 25 to three loss. Um, only points came on <clears throat> in the first quarter on a field goal by Greg Zerline. And Andy Dalton was only nine for 19, 75 yards and in interception, no touchdowns, got his head knocked off. Um, Zeke once again could not break 100 yards, 12 carries for 45. Um, Cooper had seven catches for 80 yards. So that was, you know, we were discussing there earlier at 15 points in uh, full point PPR. So that's not bad, but um, as far as uh, fantasy goes, but yeah, definitely not a very good day. Um, and uh, I like to use uh, the um, ESPN's page just because I'm so familiar with the structure of it and format of it. And <laughs> I I can't help but laugh that they still have the win probability for Washington football team on there is 100%. Like, I feel like <laughs> you should just take that down because clearly we know that they're definitely winning that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not the Atlanta Falcons here. Um, you know, they could lose at any moment, but, um, dude, how's, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> sidebar, the Atlanta Falcons lost on Sunday because they scored a touchdown. I like know. how Falcons is that? Well, and they tried not to score it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Todd Gurley tried to stop and couldn't. 
physically make himself not go in the end zone. I'm and, glad he didn't. He's on both my fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> and and what I thought was even better was um, there was like three uh, Detroit Lions that were standing over him, defensive players that came over, and they were all signaling, touchdown, touchdown, like he got in. Like <laughs> the, the opposing team was trying to get the refs to call it a touchdown for the other, other team. I don't know yeah. that that's ever happened in history of football. Like that's you just so calling them down, and then your team have to uh, throw a challenge flag to call it a touchdown. <laughs> Dude, right. Yeah, like you, you're you're challenging to make sure that they. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Like I just but, I hate being like a Cowboys fan because like all of that is getting overshadowed by the fact that the Cowboys just aren't good this year. Oh, like and yeah, and that's all anybody wants to talk yeah, about. Yeah, right? it's like... Right. You, well, you, I mean, to be fair, I'd rather be a Cowboys fan right now than a Falcons fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, hands down. As a Cowboys fan, I look at the Falcons and I'm like, at least we're not... At least we're just, you know, getting our asses Man. kicked and not, like, you know, hopeful now. Now we just go in like, right. I hope we get a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So. Yeah. And and I mean we're one game better right now on the tally, so we're two and five and they're one and six. So. True, true, true. <laughs> oh, thanks for that that uh, <laughs> amazing game that we had against them that uh, comeback win. So yeah, um, but how good would it feel to have a player out there still for us? like the caliber of Matthew Stafford where your defense is like, oh, no, he that guy definitely scored. We want him to have the ball back so he can go down and score. Right. Because we know that he can go down and score because yeah. that's what they were thinking, yeah. and he did it. You know, we had that in Dak. Obviously, he scored so much and threw so many freaking – yeah, for so many freaking yards in the first, you know, four games that he's literally still in the top – 10 and passing yards on the season. And he's been out two full games now. Yeah. Um, so just crazy. But there was, yeah. I saw something uh, the other day where there were still talks of MVP uh, for Dak, which was kind of like, I like, obviously he's not going to get it, but there was people talking about how like after he went out, like look at the Cowboys, we've scored 13 points in two games. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. to tell you, I mean, this is how I've always felt about that um, award itself. Most valuable player, if you take it for what the terminology actually stands for, most valuable player. So who is the most valuable to their team? It's not the best player on the best team. Yeah. It's if you take this player off of this team, who, which team is going to suffer the most? And you could definitely make an argument that Dak is is, is that player for the Cowboys right <laughs> you're, now because you're well, he's obviously firsthand. the Cowboys' most valuable player. But I mean, yeah. in the league, as far as like you know, take him away and what do you have left? Yeah. You know, and you're getting to see it. So, and that, and the most literal aspect or the most literal definition of MVP, I think you can't. It'd be hard to argue that. Just like, um, and I, you know, I've I've harkened back to this and and referred to. LeBron and a couple other times and and um, our podcast. I know you're not a basketball <laughs> guy, but I'm. Um, and and even going back to Jordan's days, um, there was years when you know Jordan didn't Jordan didn't win Most Valuable Player, 
they picked somebody else like Charles Barkley one season. And, um, everybody in the world knew that Jordan was the best player on the, in the planet. Um, but you look at, uh, LeBron, who's only won like three, um, regular season, most valuable players. And everybody in the world knows he's the best player on his team. And you can literally tell because like, look at what the Cavs did when LeBron left. They're terrible. When he's there, they're amazing. He makes, if, if you lose that player, what team will the team suffer? And anytime LeBron has left, the team has gotten worse. Just like Dak, when he's been out, the team has been terrible. So it's, you know, it's, it's similar situation um, in that, you know, the most valuable player I feel is, is judged based on just who's the best player on the best team. When in all actuality, it should be which player means the most to their team. Yeah. Um, and you definitely, I, I can understand why there would be talks about it, but like you said, it's never going to happen. Like they're not going to allow that to happen. A player that's only played four and a half games. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so what were your, I know, uh, Daniel, you had mentioned that you jumped in a shower at halftime and didn't really watch much of the game after, um, I mean, after half. So I watched, what were your thoughts overall? I mean, I watched, I missed like the first series of the second half. I just had to like wash the filth of the first half off of me. And come back, you know, refreshed. Um, it, <sighs> I mean, what is there to say? Like, other than the 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 defensive stand that we had at the goal line that led to a fumble. Yeah. yeah. That that turned around and what they got a safety off of it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, but kudos to Schultz for the awareness of picking up that ball. Like he tried to get out of the end zone, but there was just no way getting past two of those linemen. Um, right. We that first dude, that first defensive drive. Like, yeah, they drove down the field, but that stop, man, that just gave me hope for the defense, and then <laughs> and then the rest of the game <laughs> um, kind of shat on on those uh, those hopes, <laughs> those hopes and dreams. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we didn't l- allow over thirty points. There's a first time in a while. Um, Since week one, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think the defense is slowly getting better. Our coverage is trash, and I think the only reason they didn't score over 30 points on us is because it's Kyle Allen. Um, And I don't think that he's that great of a quarterback. I also heard somewhere that Washington – there was – I think it was speculation about Washington bringing back Kirk Cousins, which I think would be hilarious. But, um, yeah, I don't, you know, the, the hit on Dalton, you know, re- dude, I was livid. Um, I think my brother texted me, my younger brother, and I was like, they need to eject his ass. And then it came back from commercial, and it's like, he's been ejected. And I'm like, cool, now suspend him. But they didn't do that. Um, but, yeah, I was pissed, dude. Like, there was no reason for that. Um, and then I didn't really pay close attention cause I was so mad, but the fact that like none of our players really seemed to care, not that they didn't, I mean, I'm sure they cared, but it might've like, I, one of you guys said something in our chat where it was, maybe they were just so worried about Dalton. 
Um, but if that, that, yeah, that was that was my take on it, and and I didn't even go back and look at it to really see what the way it all played out. But um, it, and it wasn't even, um, or it actually ended up being something that that uh, Coach McCarthy had brought up in the press conference was he was upset about it. He was upset too that 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 none of the players came to him um, or came to you know his defense and started like some kind of brawl. And I had a couple other people on my Facebook that had commented about it and said, you know, I, I'm surprised. Like, I really thought that they should have, you know, somebody should have been throwing some freaking punches or shoves or something to show a little bit of life and, um, you know, just some frustration or whatever. But, like, there was literally, like, no reaction. Yeah. But, like, to me, I really thought, like, and you even saw it, um, when they showed the replay, I think it was when they came back from commercial. Um, they showed a replay, and I can't remember exactly which player it was. It was one of one of uh, Washington's safeties. Um, when he made that hit, um, it, the safety actually like his hands went up on his helmet, like "No, what are you doing?" Like, mm. and immediately, like he knew how bad of a hit that was. Yeah, his own player. So, like my thought was, and like everybody reacted immediately, like, you know, they started waving for him and you could tell, like he, he fell to the ground, like a sack of potatoes and just was limp. Oh, so you yeah. could tell like he was just knocked out cold. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, my, my first thought immediately was just that everybody was concerned about him um, personally and not so much like, you know, the game was a blowout. They didn't really give a shit about it at that point. And they were just like, God, just, we just want to make sure he's okay mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not, not so much like, Hey, let's go fight. So that was my take on it. Um, Wayne, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah. Uh, I thought the same thing about, well, probably not the same thing about the hit, but well, it was pretty dirty. Like you guys, I was like, man, they're going to kick him out. Right. Like maybe not though. The NFL is weird about targeting and stuff. Not like college. But then they ended up saying, "Yeah, he's gone," you know. But I agree. Like, I don't, I don't know why people weren't more excited. Maybe because that's Dalton; they don't have a relationship with him. But maybe that's also another problem. Um, are they trying to protect him like they would Dak? Um, if that was Dak, would they have, you know, gotten that guy's face? Probably. Um, it's just really weird. Like. Uh, even some guys on uh, our team and some guys in the media said that it's just like they, they don't have any fight in them. They don't. It's a lot of me's uh, not interested in the team, just going out there and doing them. Um, I mean, I don't really care much for them, but even Dan or- Orlovsky said that he would run out on the field and get in his face. I mean, if Dan Orlovsky's going to do it, then that's pretty upsetting that not one player that was on our field did it at all. Um, yeah, I mean, some of them looked concerned, but some guys just milled around thinking, well, I wonder if I can go get a Gatorade or something while we're on break. <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of disappointed to see that. Um, but the game itself, I missed, um, missed the safety, obviously. I was trying to get it on my TV because it was blacked out for whatever reason because I'm like 50 miles from the region that they made me watch the dang Packers game for whatever reason. Um, 
but you hooked me up with your info there, and I got to watch the rest of the game. I don't think that Dalton being in the game would have changed much of what happened. Um, and I don't think two things. I don't think that we're going to be able to stay in a game that we can't stop a team from run on us. And I don't think that we'll ever be even in a game to compete if we're not going to find a way to counteract teams loading the box and blitzing us every passing down. Um, I feel like it's super obvious and it doesn't seem like there's any adjustment ever being made. So to me, that's very disheartening. I don't know if that's something they're working on or what, but I do know that we're getting, uh, I think, uh, Looney and, um, uh, Martin, I think are back this week. Yeah. I believe uh, just so. Practice today. So yeah, that sounds right. I think they said they're going to shuffle some guys around. So what I think is going to happen is uh, they're talking about pushing uh, uh, Martin out to tackle and Looney the guard, and then you know filter out the worst of the worst. They want to keep the uh, rookie at center, um, and then so hopefully that shores it up a little bit. I mean, probably send McGovern back to the bench and I don't know which other one you want to send back, but there's plenty to choose from. Uh, they just got to, they just got to find a way to block. That's just all it is. We're just um, on both sides of the ball. We're getting killed on the line and that's it. That's the whole. Yeah. I'd like to see if they're going to do that. I'd like to see them bump, bump Martin out to right tackle and Looney to right guard and there is no reason at this point, like, uh, we're not going to be able to keep up in a shootout with any team. Yeah. Um, yep. So there is zero reason why Zeke and Pollard should not have a combined 40 yard or 40 carries a game right. from here on out. They should be running the ball. Agreed. As uh, I mean, in, like, first and second down should be rundowns, and third down should be the only time you're throwing. And maybe, um, maybe, maybe run a draw or a screen pass or, or draw. Yeah. Draw or quick yeah. screen, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, just, uh, I don't think that they're doing enough to, to counteract uh, all of the uh, uh, pressure. And I tell you, who likes to send pressure is the Eagles. And who has a really good defensive line, the Eagles. Yeah. So they're going to be coming after us pretty hardcore. Right. And, but I mean, we, you can't. <sighs> You can't pass against pressure if you can't run against pressure too. And they're just they're going to pin their ears back and know that they're. I mean, our line's not stopping anyone, and and that's you know, and until we're able to do that, there's. I mean, it's just going to be a, a bloodbath every time. So, um, well, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, more mobile than Dalton, so. Um... Maybe they've, uh, you know, installed a, a few extra plays that he's maybe gotten more comfortable with, and maybe they've worked on moving the pocket. I know he's not going to be as comfortable as Dalton or Dak changing the plays to the line, so maybe they can get him more comfortable in it. You know, just a couple audibles or check downs that he can move the line and throw quick hot routes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and, and I, I imagine that we'll probably see them keeping it pretty simple for them. Um, if nothing else, just, you know, some, like you said, some simple check downs, hot routes, whatever he's got to do to change out of a play if he doesn't like what he sees. Um, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be Romo or somebody back there looking at the D and be like, Nope, got to change everything, <laughs> you know, automatically knowing exactly what every, every defensive player is doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, I mean, if we have anything to be excited about, the dude threw a freaking dart to, to Cooper on his very first play. Um, yeah, that was looking, I mean, that looked good. That was a great looking, it was a great looking pass. I mean, you can't you can't deny it. So, um, but you know, who knows how it's going to look, you know, coming out. But, um, so yeah, we have a couple things um, in the news that came out today. Um, <laughs> obviously, we uh, traded Ander or Anderson Everson <laughs> Gritham, Gr- Griffin. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Griffin. I can't even speak. Um, <laughs> traded him to the uh the lovely Detroit Lions for a sixth round draft pick. Um we were kind of talking about it yesterday about who we thought could be trade fodder in the upcoming weeks before the trade deadline and um the the names that everybody was already talking about or the names that everybody ended up talking about were all on our minds too um with with Everson Griffin and and uh, Don Terry Poe, and then um, you know, obviously we we love our Mountaineers here, but Daryl Worley was also on the chopping block. So, and uh, <laughs> Wayne, I think it was you that sent out that tweet this morning, or sent us the screenshot of the tweet this morning that was talking about the, the Cowboys plan to drop the Don Terry Poe and and uh, uh, um, yeah. Morley. Uh, Morley. If they can't find a trade partner. (laughs) So you're literally (laughs) telling people are like, well, well, hell, I'll just pay my money. I'll just wait until yeah, wait until he's dropped and then I'll pick him up. (laughs) So they literally like screwed themselves by releasing that information. Um, Well, I think it was on purpose. I think it was just uh uh um you know, spreading what salt and wound, is that what they say? Uh at uh I read one article. They said that their the, the interest in them was less than zero. <laughs> oh wow, That's pretty low, I think. I mean, yeah, like there well, was... I mean, when you're when you're two of the worst pieces on the worst defense in the league, I'm I'm sure that it wasn't very uh, interest wasn't very peaked there. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Daniel? It makes me kind of think that. Uh, I think we discussed this earlier in our chat too, but like how how it came out last week that players were talking to the media about, you know, the the coaching staff and how they weren't prepared and they didn't know what they were doing and they can't adjust on the fly and all this stuff and then Worley and oh. Poe get released a week later. It's like Yeah, I bet they got rooted out. Yeah. I have a feeling that they one, if not both, were it's a, it's a good possibility. I have no inside information, obviously, but to me, as an out, you know, an outside looking in, kind of it kind of looks that way. It looks like they probably found out that they were the ones that did that, and they were like, "You can get out now." Well, supposedly, that's what happened to uh, Brandon Carr, right? Like he he couldn't get along with the coaching staff, um, 
and they were basically like, basically like, yeah, he's not worth trying to teach. Right, and then Clinton Dix was similar to you, and and he just wasn't getting the scheme very well, <laughs> which it doesn't appear like anybody's getting the scheme very well. But um, well, I think that's code for they they aren't team players. Yeah, I think they can't get the scheme because because that article even spoke on the fact they're like, you know, if Clinton Dix got cut in camp, and they signed Brandon Carr, and then they dropped Brandon Carr, how bad? what Clinton Dix had to have been if they went around and signed Carr. So right. they say that it's all just um, a personality issue that they won't buy in um, team player wise more than they can't understand the scheme. But that's a nice way of saying, yeah, we don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agreed too with the, the, analysis of that being the probability of them being the ones who were talking smack on the coaching staff and their asses ended up on the chopping block. So um, be interested to see if that ends up coming out for sure. If anybody ever ends up saying who it was, I doubt, I doubt it will, or I doubt it, you know, that we'll find out, but um, definitely an interesting and, and seem, seems like a, uh, you know, one of those things where you put two and two together and make five. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the exciting thing about this week is we've got some pieces coming back from injury. Yes. Um, uh, I think Wayne was reading before we came on, we got a good chance to see a back. Um, we also oh. should be seeing Randy Gregory step in this week. Um, I know yeah. we're reading it. I was reading an article earlier today that was saying, you know, moving out Poe and um, um, Griffin is going to open up, you know, more opportunities for Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory to shine. Um, you know, and we, we Gregory and and um, oh yeah, Bradley and and I yeah, that was the other one. What's the one from uh, Kansas that we? It's uh, Dorrance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Dorrance Armstrong, yep. All those younger guys will get more time. And I think the way they looked at it is they could save a little money and um, they got an extra pick out of all of it and they wouldn't have the guy here next year anyways. So if we weren't competing for a Super Bowl, you know, I mean, I know we can still win the division and everything like that, but, you know, theoretically we're not, you know, competing at a high level right now. So that actually, looking back, isn't a horrible uh trade i guess right when we're getting some guys back so mm-hmm. really gives the other younger guys a chance to get more reps yeah i saw where right. sean, sean lee was back at practice today too yeah sean lee Ouzier, martin and one other i cannot remember but uh joe looney joe looney was the other one yeah that's what it was looney yep yep so, um, you know, we got some pieces coming back, you know, we'll, we'll start looking a little bit healthier as the season goes. But, um, as we talked last week, is it something we really want, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't have Wayne on the air and, and, and Wayne didn't hold back on giving us his thoughts. So the next day as he listened to it and, uh, uh, shared some of his thoughts on, on what we were talking about, but, um, yeah, you know, and and like I told like I told you all from the jump, I did not go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, but I will say that um, 
based on Wayne's analysis of of how I was speaking, it, it may have been a t- <laughs> tad bit confusing um, as far as what I was trying to convey. Um, but my intent as the host was to try to represent um, and and speak from multiple sides. And it sounded to Wayne as if I was saying that um, I wanted to have my cake and eat it too by um, still winning, but still also getting a great draft pick. <laughs> and that's not the case. I was just speaking from um, both sides of my mouth, uh, so to speak, in that, you know, part of but me you, really, really you wants us okay to- with You are okay with beating the Eagles twice and getting a top 10 pick, right? Oh, I would love that. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt that would work out for in our favor. Um, but absolutely, if we could beat the Steelers and the Eagles twice and then still finish in the top 10 of the drafts, um, I, I would love that. The next two games, we, we can split it with the Eagles. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, whatever. As long as we beat the Steelers, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, catch a lot like, of flack for that. Oh, oh my god. Those those maybe those, give them their only loss on the year. Oh, that would be so freaking rewarding. Like other than um, the Super Bowl, I guess. And and they got to lose in the Super Bowl because I don't want to lose a hundred dollars to Jacob. Well, well, you, well, you don't want them to make it Super Bowl. You want them to lose in the playoffs. Oh, I would be fine. I would feel better if they lost in the Super Bowl because. It'd be like, oh, you got there and you couldn't finish. No, see, I would rather I them lose. In, say they got there. Yeah, I would rather them lose in the, the divisional round on like a Roethlisberger pick six because <laughs> every Steelers fan will be like, well, we went to the Super Bowl. You still haven't been to the Super Bowl since the 90s. So I don't want to hear yeah, that shit, true. you know. Or what would be even better is if the Browns balled out the rest of the year and they won the division. That would be hilarious. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it won't. But that that would be better. Beckham's out for the year, so he wasn't the doing only, shit there anyway. Yeah, the, the only other team that has a chance to win that division is the Ravens. Yeah. Baker yeah. Mayfield sucks. Well, they play this week, the uh, Steelers and Ravens, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out this week about how that matchup's going to look. Nice. Um, watch that one. So, Wayne, would you like to discuss what your thoughts are on the upcoming game against um, the Eagles? Yeah, I can do that. Let me pull up the uh, line here. I had it a second ago. That way I can talk everything. I'll um, I'll start with the uh, implications for fantasy. Um, this is going to be... I don't even let me check the prices real quick though. But I would say, and this is on a a tournament. You would only want to play this, not a cash game. But um, well, Dallas is pretty much a waste of time because it's an eight p.m. game, so you're only going to be able to play it if you play the full slate. But um, I was going to say it'd be a sneaky play to play uh, the Cowboys defense. Because they've got to be like really, really cheap, and they are. Um, but their offensive line is a lot like ours, where they're um, giving up a lot of sacks. 
and I don't think you can play any of our quarterbacks. Although I will say that uh, I imagine Danucci will be super cheap, um, and he is. He's pretty cheap. He's forty eight hundred dollars. But I mean, I really don't think any of our guys are in play this week at all, unless you're just trying to fit a bunch of studs and you just want to, you know, throw in like Dallas a defense where you're not going to get a lot of points, but for $2,400, it could uh, end up, you know, getting you a good return on your investment. Danucci, I'm guessing with the pressure that you're going to see from Philly, isn't going to have an amazing game, to be honest with you. And um, I foresee a few turnovers there. So currently, the line is 43 on the over-under, and they have Philly now, which that's ballooned up to eight-point favorites. So they opened up at three-and-a-half-point favorites, and they have since moved all the way up to eight-point favorites. So an eight-point favorite. I'm not very good at math. Let's see, Philly, 43. So like what, 20, 25 to 17-ish? Is that what they're looking at for the projected score? Um, I don't even think it's going to be that, to be honest with you. Um, I think Philly's going to take advantage of us. So I'll go straight into my score prediction. I think Philly's going to take advantage of us. And just send the house all game long on Danucci. And I think that you're going to see Philly is going to cover and they're going to go. I think that this game might stay under 43. Um, but that's just because we're not going to score much. I would put us at uh, nine points. And I would give Philly 27, so 27 9 Philly. Um, I just think that even if we do get our guys back this week, there's just a lot we have to overcome with a new quarterback this time. And by new, I mean new to the NFL altogether. Um, going into Philly, it's going to be a night game, 50 degrees, probably start out rainy. Uh, we've had trouble with ball and, or, you know, holding on to the ball. I think there's going to be some uh, turnovers, and not for uh, or not not we're not going to get them. We're going to be giving them. So twenty-seven nine, I think Philly wins. Yeah, and um, you know, I just was looking at the the spread too, and and over under, thinking we've been uh, we are zero and seven against the spread this season, um, which you know. Basically, he says take Philly with or take Philly to cover. Um, so I'm in full agreement with that. <clears throat> I'm not going to go quite um, as much of a. Uh, well, Philly's against bad against the spread too, but um, I don't think it's going to matter. Right, <laughs> they're they're two and five, but they're also at home, and um, well, they're two and nine against the spread in the last eleven home games versus a team with a losing road record. <laughs> so that's a, you know, that shows how bad they are even against bad competition. Yeah. 
And I mean, it well, is the NFL, so you can this, say that you know, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, every game is going to be a blowout," and then they all seem to end up close because what's well, the NFL and it's a lot of um, professionals. But I would say that we have just so much inexperience playing right now. All right, I don't yeah, know that's... what we're going to see uh, increase of uh, production from our defense with Awuja. And Lee coming back, um, I mean, maybe they're difference makers. That would be amazing if they were. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do. I think I think our D will look better. I, I don't think you know we're, we're going to be good enough to keep Philly in you know in a close game. But um, you know, I I think it's going to be somewhere closer to like a, a twenty to ten type game. Um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go on record saying twenty to ten Philly. Um, that'll put them, you know, covering the spread, but still on the under, I don't think we're going to have a very, very high scoring game either. Um, I was just looking at the season stats and if there's anything that can make us feel a little bit better about this week, you know, playing the Eagles, um, Eagles have been pretty shitty all season too. Um, but Carson Wentz still has not passed for as many yards as Dak has. Um, and he only has one more touchdown than Dak and throw, has thrown 10 interceptions. So if we have anything to look forward to is the chance to pick off the ball. Um, finally, we've had one interception all season, and that was in the first week. So, um, you know, there's a chance that we can get some interceptions this week. Um, there's a chance that... Yeah, he also likes to fumble the ball, so we could pick up some fumbles. Um, there's definitely a great chance for some sacks. Uh, hopefully, D Law can get it going, and maybe you know, get we get Gregory back, and he can get it going as well. Um, so, you know, a couple of little silver linings there, as far as victories that we could possibly see in the game. I don't think we're going to end up on the positive end of the scoring ledger, but I think we'll definitely find little wins here and there, the moral victory, so to speak. That and if we, can, if we can add some stuff, you know, and, and have something to feel confident about week to week. Yeah, I mean, that's the best maybe, get, maybe get Zeke over 100 yards. You know, something something to make us feel a little bit better. Um, because like I said earlier, at this point, you know, we're not going to outscore anybody. Um, so if our running backs aren't getting a combined total of 40 35 to 40 carries a game, then uh, I feel like we're missing, you know, missing the mark here with the, with the kind of skill that we have in the backfield. Um, And granted, you know, if you look back at the history of McCarthy's teams, he's never really had a a top five rusher. Um, But he's, like I said, in one of our earlier episodes, he's never had a player like Zeke, Um, you know, all those years in, in, um, Green Bay, they didn't have a running back the caliber of Zeke. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just a matter of him being willing to not stick to um, his, I guess, his history of, of play calling like he has. And, you know, he, he's letting he's letting Kellen Moore run the show on the offensive side, but you know he's got his finger on the – on the play calling or the decision making overall, um, just because he's the head coach and and he's an offensive minded coach, so you know he's going to have some kind of influence on that. But my hope is that 
if if nothing else, we can get Zeke going for the rest of the season. Um, just give him more opportunities to shine because we're paying him enough. He should be giving him the damn ball. So, um, Daniel, what are your thoughts on Sunday or yeah, Sunday night? Um. Well, I mean, we've got a quarterback in Ben DiNucci. If Dalton doesn't clear protocol, which I doubt he's going to. Um, <clears throat> so Ben DiNucci, his first start in the NFL in prime time against the division rival in the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Um, Eagles are going to win this one. Uh, my prediction is the Eagles will win 34 to 13. And you got them going on the over. Yeah, I just don't think. I mean, yeah, we're getting some pieces back on defense, but I don't know. Watching what the Eagles did to the Steelers and what the Eagles did to Baltimore and coming back in those games against those defenses, I mean, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, and he's probably going to turn the ball over a couple times, but it's not going to matter. Um, but yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't have, you know, that I'm done hyping myself up for football. Um, it's just been a letdown all year. So yeah, so I'm just going to get myself prepared, but I think our defense will score a touchdown. So if we wanted to, like, I don't, I don't know if we're doing bold predictions, but I feel like we'll bold either, prediction. Yeah, I feel like we'll have a defensive touchdown in this game, just because they do like to turn the ball over a lot, like you said. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with Gregory gets a sack. Gregory, Greg, uh, Randy Gregory gets a sack. Yeah, um, and I'll go with, um, I'll go with Zeke. Uh, passing 100 yards rushing for the first time on the season. Yeah, see, my my whole thing is is like you've got a rookie quarterback. Um, you're playing a division rival. Like, yeah, the Philly's got a great defensive line, but the key for the Cowboys here on out, like you were saying, Mitch, like we we need to run the ball, and we need to run the ball a lot. We need to be ex- <laughs> we need to be the run heaviest team in the NFL. Um, you know, I still want to see Danucci. Like I, I enjoyed what I saw from Danucci whenever he was passing the ball. I think he's got a great arm. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it, for us to do anything against Philly, we need to run the ball. We need to we need to run. The, <clears throat> sorry, this popped into my head. We need to run the ball, and our defense needs to be better on third down. We suck on third down. We are god-awful on third down. Every time it's third down, it could be third down and 40, and I'm like, well, they're getting a first down. Like, I don't know what our, like, where we rank in third down conversions as a defense, but it's got to be near the bottom of the league. Like, we're probably, we're probably 32nd. Like, it's so bad. I feel like every third down for any team gets converted and most fourth downs for that matter. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. Cause you know, you want to see, you want to be able to be like, yes, yeah, third down and 13, like, yeah, we're getting off the field here, but like literally 
every single time it seems like they convert and it's just so demoralizing and you got to figure like if you're one of the players on the field that <laughs> that's happening too it just how demoralizing it's got to be for them um i just i can't imagine being that um being in that position and and how it must make you feel yeah. so yeah we definitely i i mean at this point there's got to be a sense of pride that they're playing for just because like you've lost for you, you lost by more than 20 two weeks in a row already you got a division rival um like you got to come out with a little bit of fire in your belly like dude I'm sick of this like I'm not putting up with it um so my hope is that we'll see a little bit of that and our defense will bow up a little bit um especially with the fact that we know Wentz gets out of the pocket, Wentz moves around, Wentz is careless with the football a lot, um, and and that gives us opportunities to steal possessions where we've been a team with a major penchant for giving away possessions. Um, maybe we can protect the ball a little bit more, be way more conservative with the football. Um, the, the ground and pound type of offense that – I think we're capable of, of running if we can commit to it. Um, and you can even get a little bit tricky with it. You know, you can do some end around type motions and, um, you know, fakes and jet sweeps and stuff like that to keep the defense on their toes, keep them moving, keep their eyes looking in opposite directions and whatnot. whatnot. But um, we need to run the ball and focus on running the ball for one to elongate our possession, the time of possession um, to keep the other team off the field and to keep our defense off the field, to keep them rested. Um, And, and, you know, the bottom line is going to, it's going to come down to Zeke taking care of the football, um, not fumbling, you know, finishing forward and using every minute or every last second that we can on the game or the uh, play clock. Um, and just being methodical about it, you know, would I be surprised if we came out and covered? No. Um, would I be surprised if we came out and won? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, at this point I would be, but, um, if we kept it close, you know, division game and, um, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, long term, long time rivalry here. Um, in Philly, obviously, there are not going to be a ton of fans, so not to worry so much about um, you know the the atmosphere is not going to come into play that much. Um, but you know, we've got to show some kind of positivity for the season, you know, for the rest of the season and for next, um, just so that we know that there's hope on the horizon. So. Um, you know, I, I think we can see something like that. And, you know, that's why my bold prediction, I do think Zeke will finally get over 100 yards this season or this for the season in a game, um, which I never thought coming into the season that would even be a doubt that Zeke would get 100 yards rushing in a game. Um, but at this point, it's, you know, definitely a question. So, um, but yeah, so that pretty much covers like, the topics that we were kind of wanting to hit on and typically cover um, 
not really feeling the whole favorite cowboy by position thing right now, and we still got plenty of weeks to finish it out because um, we've already finished the offense. We just have to do the defense. And uh, I just um, wanted to take a few minutes to give you guys a couple opportunities here to just kind of sound off on, um, you know, moves, ideas that you have for the future, um, ideas you have for the rest of the season, trade deadline type things. Um, where do you want to see us um, go from here? Whether it be like, what do you, what are your ideas or perspectives on um, what you'd like to see that would show progress? Um, what you'd like to see that, you know, whether it be a move or a signing or a trade or whatnot, or whether it just be, you know, a certain player doing more or stepping into a leadership role because we don't have Dak or whatnot. So, um, Wayne, uh, you want to give us yeah. some ideas on what you'd like to see coming going forward? Sure. Actually, uh, first I found 2020 NFL opponent down statistics defense. So a lot of interesting stuff on here. But the uh, what we were talking about, third down efficiency, um, we are actually, and I find it interesting who's worse than us um, or very similar, but we are actually one, two, three, four. We are tied for fifth worst with the Giants. And very close, almost the exact same stats as the Saints and the Bills. At fifty huh. percent, we give up a third down conversion. Um, the worst is the Titans, sixty-one percent. Really? Yeah, oh, but yeah. we are also bottom four or five and fourth down. We give up eighty-three percent conversion rate. Five out of six. Eighty-three percent. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's but so one thing that we're we are dead last in, which is interesting. Um, first downs that come by a rush. <laughs> we have given up sixty-six of those. Jeez. Yeah, uh, you know we talked about it um, on Saturday during the game, and they even because <laughs> passing, we're actually middle of the road on giving up. Passing for a first down, we've given up 82 first downs on a pass. And that doesn't mean on third down, but just overall. Right. Well, uh, they even discussed it in the, um, the game Saturday or Sunday. And we, it's like they had, a, they had that graphic like prepared was how poor or how we've made pretty pedestrian running backs look really freaking good. All yeah, for sure. <laughs> and for sure. That whatever Gibson or Gibson or however you say his last name. Yeah. It's like hasn't done jack shit all season and now he's uh all of a sudden, you know, hundred and twenty five yard rusher or however many yards he had, like ran it down our freaking throats. And um, we've also given up uh sixteen first downs based on uh 
a penalty. The lowest is six and the highest is 27. So middle of the pack there. There's a bunch of people between 12 and 18. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much half the league. So that was interesting right there. Definitely Uh, interesting. um, I don't know. Team-wise, I think that uh, we could still win the division. We're not going to. um, Just because I don't think that we'll have it turned around by the time we play our next two division games, which will be this and I think what do we play the Redskins? Do we play the Redskins on Thanksgiving or? Yeah. Well, we yeah, play the Washington so, football team on Thanksgiving. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do <laughs> apologize. Yeah, so, right. Anyways, um, I don't think we'll have everything figured out that uh, are are real issues by then. So I think that those two losses are going to sink our hopes of winning the division. Um, and I think at that point. Like uh, you've always known me to say, if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, um, might as well just lose. I don't, I don't, your first or your last. Um, so I think we're going to get a good draft pick. And I do mm. look forward to the small wins each week, though, um, just to show that we're improving. And that's what I'll uh, hang my hat on. And I just, I just can't really get into it with all the injuries. And I know everyone deals with injuries and all that, but I mean, our, uh, our future and Dak, you know, he's not even playing. Um, Zeke isn't Zeke this year. I don't know for what reason, um, even at best, he's only been on a few drives. Um, sometimes I feel like Amari's not Amari this season. So, like I said, I've been harping on it all year just because, um, at least in my industry, with guys working and stuff like that and me managing some people, I've noticed that uh, not all of our guys are in it mentally with COVID. So just because they're millionaires that play football on Sundays and are on TV doesn't mean that they're you know going to be different. So I'd imagine that a lot of things – even other teams are having issues with the same situations where players just aren't there mentally. Um, and then our team just being ravaged by injuries. I'd like to just figure out a way to get healthy, um, come up with a, a better plan for our offense on ways to move the ball, even when we're backed up against the wall. So if we can find creative ways to uh, – uh, it's kind of like I always – I was always, I won't say jealous, but envious, I guess, um, to a, to a degree of like the Patriots, right? Like methodically, they just move the ball. Like no matter what you sent them, I, I get it that they had Tom Brady and stuff, but I feel like Belichick just had a way of, of he had a game plan for whatever you game planned. Um, I'd like to see Kellen and even Nolan on the defensive side to come up with some interesting wrinkles to be able to handle stuff and not just look like, you know, maybe these guys are right. You're unprepared. Um, because even if they aren't right, they look like they're right when you come out and just fall flat on your face. So I'd like to just see incremental improvements, just knowing that, you know, for the most part, we should have everyone back healthy next year. And, um, we can add to the roster through the draft. I think we have, 
quite a bit of uh, draft picks saved up. So I think we have one through one through four of our own. And then I think we expect to have a few uh, supplemental given to us. And I even read that the uh, Everson uh, trade, if he plays enough this year for the Lions, uh, we'll get two from them, not just one. So that's basically what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'd be okay with a win or two sprinkled in here by the end of the year. Close games. Like I said, I just want to see some improvement and not just outright slaughter fests and guys getting discouraged. I think that's the biggest thing for me anyways. Yeah, and, and I feel like that's a that's something you know you, you don't want to see with a, a new coaching staff on a team, you know, trying to um, a team that has so many pieces together already, um, but you don't want you don't want to see the discouragement because that ends up um, breeding some uh, what's the word I'm looking for like a discontent, you know, uh, with players and staff. Like we've already seen, you know, the the rumors flying anyway. Um, but you know, I, I, that's the last thing I want to see and 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 have happen. Um, but I do think, um, you know, I, I like the moves that we made today, you know, getting rid of a couple of players, trimming some fat, so to speak. And, uh, I say that and, and 18 minutes ago, Chris Mortensen posted a, a story, <laughs> a quote from, um, Jerry Jones basically saying that, uh, Don Terry Poe was overweight and not performing on the field. And that was <laughs> why he was released. Um, so when I say trimming some fat, I'm speaking not only figuratively, but literally, um, because I did notice like, he just seemed like he was just massive, like way too big to be playing football, not just a big dude taking up space, but just like a big dude that could not play like, you know, just wasn't worth the time and the, the money we were paying him. So I'm glad that we're making those moves. Um, I would like to see, you know, a little bit of uh, a couple, couple more signings and, and maybe a trade or two here. As yeah, probably Wayne Meadows. I'm going to get my uh, jersey and head down. Yep, yep. There's a, the, the wide call out for anybody anybody in the Dallas area. Pop, pop on your Dallas Cowboys jersey and come to practice on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Open tryout Saturday. I think I'm going to a, a free safety. Um, there you go. You know, probably not much good coverage, but I'll play close to the line. <laughs> you're you're willing <laughs> to come up and make and play the run, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll stick um, my nose in there. Stick your nose in there. There you go. But yeah, they um they they're showing you know that they're wanting to make some moves and and you know maybe get rid of some of the potential locker room distractions, so to speak. You know, those, those three guys um, were all guys that were added to this offseason, um, not drafted to the team, haven't been here for year after year, haven't, you know, obviously it's a new staff, but, you know, when, you, when you're bringing in guys who haven't been in the Cowboys um, family for very long, there's a different, you know, there's just, it's just different. Um, so, you know, getting rid of those guys, you know, I'd like to see – you know, a little bit more of a commitment to the run, like I've mentioned already. Um, 
And I'd like to see the, the um, willingness to not only move on from players, but potentially staff. Um, I had, I was thinking while you were talking, Wayne, and I was going to pose this out to you both and see what your thoughts are over under um, 1.5. How many of our coordinators are back next season? Unfortunately, I think it's over. Over, I think all of them. Maybe yeah. you might get lucky and one might leave. Yeah, I don't think that that can. I guess that could also include that could also include or, a special or, or, teams coordinator. So, um, are, are you even are you even offering the possibility that they take another job somewhere as opposed to get fired? Let's. I'll I'll even spice it up. Over under one point five out of the offensive and defensive coordinator um, only. So not including the special teams. Cause I think he'll be back. Um, but over under 1.5 on coordinators making it to the end of the season with the team. Over. They both will. Yeah. There's no way that I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to, whether you're saying both of them will be fired. I think well, they'll both be, of them be fired or both of them back. Probably. I say both of them be back. Yeah. I don't even think it'd be one or two. It, it's it'll be they'll both be back. I don't even think it's a question. Yeah, I don't think that with with this kind of off season that we've had already, um, I feel like that's in Jones' head. Like you know, if we had a full off season of work with the team under this new regime, that it could be a little bit better. Um, I think that's probably where Jerry Jones is sitting right now. So I don't think that there's a chance that he's going to fire anybody. Honestly. I don't know. I just don't see the um, McCarthy so more so than than the Jones is making this decision. Um, I don't see McCarthy seeing Kellen Moore as one of his guys and wanting to stick with him. I don't think Jones um, will let him fire him. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's hard to say. I, but <laughs> I to me, I just and and I, I discussed it. I think. I think we discussed it on the pod. Maybe it was just in the chat. I can't or in our group chat. But we're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. You telling me we can't get a bigger name, better offensive coordinator than a now just in his second year offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore? Like we're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Literally the most um, valuable sports franchise in the world. And we can't get a better offensive coordinator than a guy that's only been coaching for two years. Like, come on now. But I mean, how good does your offensive coordinator need to be when you Dak was playing the first five weeks? Like, didn't we have the best offense in the league? Mm-hmm. We did, but we were also still turning the ball over really badly, and there was well, still I mean, t- there was still times that we were questioning some of the calls during the game. While I don't yes, think we were them in situations to turn over the ball. Well, but you coach your players to not turn the ball over, and you try to. Yeah, every, everyone does that, even the experienced guys. I'm I mean, saying, if you like, notice, like <laughs> like what you said last week, Mitch, where Elliot needs to take his effing sleeves off, um, he did that, and guess what? Didn't fumble. I honestly think that's a big part of it. Like I remember whenever him and Dak started wearing those sleeves um, a few years ago. So I think we went on like a win streak or something with him whenever they were wearing them and um, 
whenever he was wearing them, he was fumbling the ball like crazy. Like there's no skin to ball contact. There's less friction to hold onto the ball. It's just going to slip right out. So I think that, you know, the fact that, I mean, it was raining too, and he didn't turn the ball over. Like, yeah, he had the missed pass that was an interception, but I'll blame that on the rain because, you know, it's going to slip. But he didn't fumble it. So, I mean, you you can, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think the fumbles or the turnovers are a coordinator. I mean, maybe some of them would be a coaching, you know, coaching thing as far as not teaching discipline. But as far as play calling, you know, you're, you're obviously not going to call a play that's going to result in a turnover on purpose. You know, it's, it's all about what's going on in the field during that play that causes that, um, you know, unless, you know, unless you're like, uh, I forget who it was against new England or something where they went for like a fake punt and they pulled everybody over to the side, except for the snapper and the quarterback or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was just the two of them, the center and like the quarterback in the middle of the field and sent the entire line to the right side of the field. Yeah, that was a bad play. That was a, that was definitely a stupid play, but you know, other than that one glaring time, I can, you know, things happen on the field that a coordinator's it's, it's out of their control. But like Wayne was saying, you know, the beginning of the year, we were the number one offense until Dak went out. I mean, no denying that we were putting up 35, 40 points a game almost, you know, except for the first game. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I just don't see us really doing any kind of movement at the coaching position. Definitely not during. Well, I mean, if, if, you know, if it continues to be an issue of um, people claiming scheme being a problem for the defense, you know, maybe Nolan's the one I, you know, I I don't know. I just I, I think, think them guys getting cut probably stopped that from being talked about the rest of the year. They all know they'll get their ass cut. Well, I, it's not so much that the that that topic was more people saying that the coaches were the whole staff was unprepared. I'm talking about like people like you guys have even said. You know, you think it's the scheme that is our defensive problem, not the per- personnel and. Um, you know, is it so much as um, the fact that, hey, we need to cut back on this difficult scheme and make things a little bit more simpler um, or make make things a little bit more simple for our players and or build the scheme around the players that we have? Yeah. And who knows the players better that we currently have in a, um, the broad broad scheme of it? Than Chris Richard, I think he's the hire that should have been well, yeah, made. Yeah, I mean, I think place. they should have kept him, but you know, a coach is going to bring in who he wants, but he's going to try to implement what he knows in and out first. I mean, maybe into this off season or into the end of the year, he realizes that's a dead end thing and it's not something that they can actually pick up. Then he'll move to what's you know more. Um, convenient for the personnel that we run. Um, and then, so all that being said, it's sad that you have to say you have to scheme around the personnel you have and your guys can't, uh, learn it. It's probably more along the lines of we're not strong enough in certain skill positions that you need to be to play the scheme that he wants to play. You know what I mean? So, 
so I think it's partly on the coaching staff and then partly on the skill of our guys. And like I said, I'm going to give a little bit of leeway as a fan. I know a lot of you guys won't, but these are regular people. They're having a rough year, you know, so um, I know that every other football team isn't, but I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they got a brand new scheme coming in, brand new coaching staff to get used to. They threw in, what, three or four different guys that were brand new to the team. So I just I just um, like to wait and see what it is. I don't think that it's worth trying to make him change his entire defense at the moment. I think we'll just play it out and see what happens, see who performs good enough that um, we can all agree that we want him to be on the team next year. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really hopeful that it's not something that we have to just dump everybody and, and start fresh on their, our staff, but I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be, um, one of those teams that will just hang on for the sake of hanging on because, Oh, we need to get <laughs> the, jets. <laughs> the jets. Yeah. Sorry. Like, or the <laughs> fact that, I mean, you know, Nolan, uh, he's had one good season as a defensive coordinator, and that was the twenty. That was the year Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl with the Forty ers <laughs> Other than that, he's had a very lack lackadaisical or lackluster um, defense. So I mean, to me, it's go. like total body of work over your career, and you're still not. You, you got obviously we've our defense needs some work. So, um, if nothing else, it shows how great of a defensive coach Rod Marinelli, Rod Marinelli was last year. Because well, I think he was a player's coach. He had a lot of guys that wanted to to do well for him. I think it, you know, I think that goes a long ways in a football uh, team yes, environment. And, and Wayne, all of those players are still on the team. I think that if uh, right, that's what I'm getting at. I, I think that when you have someone that wants to play for. A, a coach that they know. I mean, it's it's different. You, you're getting a brand new guy, and you're expected to buy into a system. It's not like it's going to work overnight. Um, and they weren't going to keep the old guy. Um, you know, that's just not how coaching staffs usually work. They don't keep holdovers. Um, we kept a couple more. I would prefer to. Um, well, it's because he's young, and they like the way he calls plays. I mean. I don't know any other way to look at it. They they looked at it and thought that there wasn't anyone better than um, him doing it out there that would have been good. It was good for Dak, and he knew the, the players in the system. I think that was pretty smart, but I'd rather look at who you could get next year. Uh, free agency is going to be loaded, but you also got to think that the salary cap is going uh, down a lot. Yeah, it's taken a huge hit down to like 175 million from I think 210 million this year. We had one of the um, yeah. best situations going into the uh, next year as far as salary cap, even with signing all the guys we've signed and even signing Dak and everything. Um, so you look at it, we probably would have been able to sign two or three like, you know, pretty decent free agents that could have been good veterans to come in and, you know. I'd still like to take a run at Justin Simmons. I, I thought they might try to trade for him from the Broncos safety. Um, but uh, him and um, what's the other guy? Harris from the Vikings still going to be available. 
next year. Yeah, the, Vi- the Vikings, yep. In the offseason. And you're going to have a bunch of um, uh, linemen that's going to be available that are pretty decent. Um, probably, you know, a little bit older. The other teams might not want to uh, give them a big contract. So you're going to be able to take a, a shot at grabbing a guy like I don't think the Patriots can sign both Thune and Shaq Mason. So one of them, you're going to have one of them on the market probably. And um, there's a few other guys that Bakhtari, but I think the backers will sign him. But uh, there's a few guys I think you get a shot at. And then through the draft, I think your first and uh, second round, maybe both of them, you can get to uh, play on your team next year. But other than that, you don't even know who's going to come out with COVID and all. Because a lot of these guys are just getting a free pass to play again if uh, they want. So I'd, I'd yeah, rather look ahead at who we can build uh, into our system to to be better and, and hope that our guys can buy into it more than us look for someone else. Because then I just feel like you're you're getting into a cyclical situation where you're turning around and Next year, you're saying, well, I don't know why these guys can't, you know, run this guy's system. The scheme just doesn't fit. And, you know, who are we going to get next? Yeah. My hope is to, you know, we, we talked about the uh, six-round pick that we got from the the Lions and the potential for that to turn into an, an extra pick if Griffin does get some more playing time. And the idea that, um, you know, just because we're getting that, that six-round pick does not necessarily necessarily mean that we're going to use that pick um you can combine picks uh to trade up and to move in the draft and teams do it all the time you see it every year in the draft uh teams moving around and and they always combine a couple late round picks and you know especially yeah, for jerry likes to throw them conditional picks together and yeah, if you picks together and move up at least to the beginning of a round, you know. Right. And and you have the compensatory picks that you can you can use to um to help out too in the middle of the draft um but you know the the idea that you know we have to just sit there at a at a certain draft pick and and we're just going to take those each round and not you know have an extra pick here and there um we we're going to have to take some gambles next season because of of the weird year that we're coming out of with um covid and whatnot and and like you mentioned, and I mentioned last week on the podcast too, was that um, you know there could be a lot of players that decide to stay in college because this year's free for them. Um, so that this year does not count against their eligibility; they can play again next year, just like they d- didn't play this season. So, um, but you know the guys that are good enough are going to come out, and I think there should be about two to three rounds worth of players that you can get some um, playing time out of coming into the next season, obviously your first round guys, you're planning on getting a starter there or a, at least a major contributor. And then your second round guys are usually going to be somebody that you plan to have contribute or um, be a future guy. And then your third round is definitely a future guy. Um, and if you get lucky, you have a starter in those rounds too. Like we ended up with Dak in the fourth round. Um, but what I'm getting at is, you know, we need, obviously we need help. And, and the the defensive backfield, whether it be a cornerback, safety, or both, and um, you know the the talk around town, and obvious obviously re, for obvious 
the talk around town for obvious reasons um, this season and in the past is, uh, you know, we need to find somebody who can um, be the future on the offensive line and be our future left tackle whenever Tyron Smith hangs it up because Tyron Smith has not played a full season since 2015. He keeps re-injuring himself. He's had um, back issues and now neck issues, um, issues that are those kind of things that you don't want to mess around with. So, you know, we need to start considering the fact that we need to find his replacement. Um, And, you know, that second, third round kind of pick is where you can potentially find somebody like that. Um, So I'd like to see our first two picks, you know, be somebody that we um, can plug in right away on our defensive uh, backfield, Um, you know, whether it be one of the safeties out of Alabama or the cornerback out of of Alabama. Um, And then, you know, maybe use a couple of those trade those picks that we've acquired and trade back up into the late second round um, or possibly at the front of the third round and get another um, or get a, a offensive lineman to help with our depth there. Um, and, and I think those, you know, some kind of combination of that order of picks should definitely help us out in 2021. Um as far as, you know, trying to find some players coming out of out of uh, college to help us out. And then obviously we don't know what we don't know yet as far as free agency goes, um, who will be able to sign and what kind of things and move, what kind of moves that we can make next season um, in the offseason. But the hope is, you know, obviously there that we can find a player here and there that can come in and help us as well. So, um, but with, like you mentioned, the salary cap being um, cut, substantially it's going to be you know it's going to take a lot of uh massaging of contracts and whatnot to to probably make that work but um i really hope i'm I'm hopeful that you know this is just one of those anomaly type seasons um you know maybe it's just a a matter of uh, finding the players who want to be there um and are willing to play for these coaches and give it all, give it their all. Like, you know, the players did for Rod Marinelli, find those guys that are willing to do that for Mike Nolan. And, you know, we'll go from there, but, um, I don't know. Um, Daniel, you got to throw in some of your final thoughts on, um, how you want to see things play out for the rest of the season. And then we'll wind up and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I know my mic's cutting out for you guys, but I'll just go ahead and rift off if you, you know, I don't, I don't think you guys can really hear me very well, but, um, yeah. Um, I would like to see the fire back in our players. Um, like the whole CD lamb going to Dak and being like, Hey, I'm your guy. Like I've got your back. Like, I feel like we've lost that since Dak went down. Um, Cooper just doesn't look like, I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, he's got resting bitch face or whatever, but like, I just don't feel like he, he doesn't look like he wants to be out there. Um, and I just think that, I think that getting Sean Lee back on the defense, having that veteran presence, that leadership will help a lot. Um, I just want to see us, you know, take the right steps towards you know like i i don't want to see us like we normally do with a a bad season and just 
keep doing the same thing that we do every year and just bring the same guys back and just do this and do that that and it just not working out like i want to like i like the changes that are going on right now i like the fact that you know we're dropping players and trading players um but i'd, li- I'd like to see what ben denucci can do honestly because um I'm, I'm excited for sunday uh for that reason alone um, there are no other reasons that i'm excited to watch philly beat us but I'm excited to see what Ben DiNucci can do because I feel like he's got a very good chance of being a a decent player. Um, I don't know. My main thing is though that that fire that you know the passion of being a Dallas Cowboy. Like I just don't I don't see that from anybody on the field right now, and it 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 makes it hard to watch, and it. it it's just tough. I don't know. I, I want to see the players. You know, yeah, we're losing. Yeah, we're, you know, we're we're probably going to win maybe two more games this year. Um, but you're still professionals. You're still football players. You should still be proud of what you're doing, for who you're doing it, even if you are losing. So I, my biggest thing is just, I just want to see the passion. I don't know. That's pretty much all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like the passion thing has been a problem for me too. Like you, you want to see, um, you want to see guys play with with that fire. Um, and obviously, it is hard when you're losing. Um, but you know, it it is. I don't know. Like you've got to, at some point and I have to imagine that it's got to be this way at every level, even, even when you're getting paid millions to play a game, you've got to get to the point where, all right, you realize like your chances of winning are pretty slim to none. Um, so just start going out there and having some freaking fun, man. Like enjoy the fact that you're being paid millions of dollars to go out and play a game. And, have fun with it. Be with, you know, be in, enjoying the fact that you're with guys that you love playing, playing that game to your left and your right. Um, those are your, you know, like we talk in the military, you know, those are your battle buddies. Those are your, those are your guys that you're willing to lay down and die for, um, you know, on the field, of, on the field of battle. So on the field of football, you know, these guys are, you know, you're willing to, you know, like throw down for Dalton whenever he gets hurt. Like you're willing to, you know, freaking dive on whatever ball that's going to get piled on by 30 other dudes, you know, whatever it might be. I'm trying to, you know, um, equate it to the, or to bring home the analogy, but you guys get what I'm trying to say is you You like to pile on dudes balls. I got it. Yeah. Pile on dudes (laughs) balls. Exactly. (laughs) You know all about it. You do it every weekend, so you should you should be experienced. <laughs> no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Not you, Daniel. Um, but yeah, so uh, you just you want to see that. You don't want you want to see you don't want to see them just, um, you know, just rolling over and and accepting defeat and and being very. Um, I guess the best word is like disconnected. Yeah, you know, because once they start disconnecting, you know, then you start losing that buy-in 
of, you know, these guys are here, they're bought into the system, they're bought into the team, the cowboy way, whatever it might be, whatever, however you want to, you know, terminate, you know, make those terminologies. Um, but you don't want to see them just turn over or roll over and play dead or whatever. Um, at least show some effort, show some team, you know, unity, show some desire to help each other out and grow and be a better team together. Um, whether that equates to wins right now, I'm not that concerned about. Um, I just want to see some growth from the team, honestly. Um, you know, and I, I'm excited to see Danucci too. Like, you know, he's, although he played for Pitt and Pitt sucks and I'm never going to cheer for Pitt, um, I can at least say, you know, hey, I hope to see him do well. Um, you know, at least he got smart and left and went to James Madison, much better school. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm excited about Sunday just for that that purpose or you know that idea alone. Um, so we'll see what happens, but we're all kind of, uh, you know, we've all kind of had our reality check moment after this weekend. And um, our for the first time all season, all three of us has picked against the Cowboys. Um, I'm the only other one who's picked against us so far at all this season <laughs> before tonight. So this is a uh, new new territory for all of us. But you know, like we said, we're trying to keep things positive here. We've said that from the get go, um, but we're also going to be realists. Um, so hopefully going forward, we can have some positivity to talk about um, and find those silver linings in every, um, every game that we play from here going forward. So that being said, now's the time where we shamefully beg and plead you to um, listen to us. If you're listening now, um, we beg and plead you to go rate us, um, you know, review us on, on, the uh, Apple podcast app. Give us some reviews, share us across your social media platforms and join us on our uh, discord platform as well as our Facebook and Instagram. Get in on the conversation, help us out. Um, just making things a little bit more interesting. Um, maybe this Sunday night we can fire up the discord and, and do our chat, our game chat there. Um, just to maybe encourage others to join us and, and we'll push that out through the discord or through the uh, Facebook and um, Instagram pages just to maybe try to get, draw some more people in. I'm going to um, have to censor myself hardcore if we do it in discord, but I'm, I'm willing to do that for the fans. <laughs> oh, what do you need us? I mean, well, just, I just rant and rant and then like go, <laughs> and it's just like oh, 400 okay. messages. And it's, we got to be authentic. We've been authentic from the get go. We're just <laughs> uh, three guys that talk about Cowboys football. So I say we keep it authentic and, okay. and be real. <laughs> so we've already got a text channel within our discord called Cowboys discussion. Um, we will meet you there on Sunday to discuss the game against the Eagles Sunday night on prime time, the only game at that time. So um, come join us. Uh, we'll, we'd love to see you chat with you, um, have some new voices and some thoughts as far as how the season's played out and how that game plays out on Sunday night. So um, again, thank you all for listening. We hope to hear from you next week. 
um, when we are back to discuss the uh, the game against the Eagles and then hopefully continue to go forward with our original programming. Um, maybe next week we'll jump back into telling you our favorite teams and all that good stuff, or our favorite players of all time and all that good stuff. So um, again, thanks for joining us. Let's go Cowboys. Cowboys.